Welcome back, everybody. We're finally recording again. It's been a long break because life has been hard. Because Angie's very tired. Yes. <laughs> All the time. We're recording in our apartment again because we just can't find time to get to the library. So if the sound sucks, deal with it. So what's happened since our last episode? Um, we're still pregnant. Yep. Which is a question we get pretty regularly. Still yep. pregnant? Yes, still pregnant. <laughs> Since the last episode, um, I I was in a pretty dark place where I was just full of dread and worry and thinking I was going to miscarry and life was terrible. Um, and then I kind of actually came out of it for a day and was excited and was feeling mm-hmm. good and was thinking like, okay, finally, like the clouds lifted and I'm allowing myself to think positively and it's not like a struggle and stuff like that. And then the next morning I woke up and I was having some spotting, which was not great. (laughs) No. It like instantly threw Ange back into the depths of despair. But not even though I didn't go into despair. I just went into shut off. Yeah. So it was like really light pink spotting for like three wipes and I was just like of course and just totally shut down and my of course my course of action was to contact our doula because she's been sort of our touch point for anything that happens um and she said that's totally normal you know there's there's nothing to worry about um if you have a lot of like abdominal pain and cramping cramping and the bleeding gets worse then you should be concerned but at this point there's nothing to worry about which is basically what I said and got really frustrated with me because I don't know she wanted me to be more like upset about it I think or more like freaked out and my sort of stance was like let's just wait and see what happens we don't need to panic yet there's nothing to indicate but I wasn't panicking like I just shut down yeah like like, instantly we're just like nope just can't deal with this and you you were like dead behind the eyes (laughs) yeah because I think that that was my Coping brain. mechanism. Yeah, coping mechani- mechanism to just be like... Unemotional. You can't deal with this anymore. You are just turning off, turn into a robot. Yeah. I never would have expected this to be so emotionally challenging at this point. But now that we're here, it, like, it makes sense, but it's also kind of... It just sucks. <laughs> it's, it's like you think you get pregnant and then everything's great, but you get pregnant and then you're just like scared because you don't know what's going to happen and you have no... And that that was like my advice or my like pep talk would be like we have no control. If the ba- if you're going to lose the baby, it's going to happen and we're just going to have to deal with it. There's no point in assuming it's happening or talking about how scary it is because there's nothing we can do about it. So we just have to s- sort of be careful and take care of ourselves, ca- take care of you physically and just try and like keep our sanity yeah so i was kind of like we decided not to contact the midwife that day yeah because because 
because our doula said it wasn't that big of a deal i googled it it's like it seemed like a lot of people had it without it being a big deal but then a couple of my friends were like we'll just contact them anyway they probably want to know that information regardless and if it's going to save you being super stressed out then do it mm-hmm. so i kind of sat on it and then what happened the day before i started spotting actually was that i I came in contact with a lot of really dirty cats Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I sort of started freaking out about toxoplasmosis Mm -hmm. anyway so I'd already emailed them about that just being like what are actually the chances how scared should I be Mm -hmm. so the next day we finally were like let's just page her because we weren't or I wasn't doing well emotionally we thought like it would be worth it to like calm calm the shit and yeah. really just get because it's you know like it's not that we don't trust our doula but it's like you just don't know i think it's just i think a lot of this for us is just not knowing because we haven't been through it yet and yeah and the the doula can't order blood tests or an ultrasound or anything and we're still yeah. quite a ways out from our ultrasound so um we oh, and Andrew was like, maybe they can move the ultrasound up. I was like, I don't think that's like a thing because they do it at a specific time for a specific reason. Like if they do it earlier, they probably wouldn't even be able to see the heartbeat. So yeah, Paige the midwife and then she ordered some blood tests just to be safe. She, she said it's actually not normal, but it's not necessarily something to worry about. Those were her words. Yeah, I thought she said not uncommon. Yeah, maybe she said it's not normal, but it's not uncommon. Like, It doesn't it, happen with every pregnancy. It doesn't happen with every pregnancy, and it's not supposed to, but it doesn't necessarily indicate that anything's wrong. Yeah. So went and got another HCG blood test and waited for the results, and it showed that I was fine. It was in, like, the 25,000 range. And, and then, then I got another one two days later that was close to 35,000. No, 39. Okay close to 39,000 and it was it was over 39,000 which is really a good range and then because of that number people were like oh you know there's a chance it could be twins like that's a really high hcg for how pregnant you are and i was like who said that ardula said that did she yes oh i think you even said that because we looked it up no i wasn't worried about it i like there was like a marginal like for me i was like oh god (laughs) As much as it seems like, yeah, sweet, great deal, two for one. I don't really actually want twins. No offense to the twins out there, but it just seems like an astronomical amount of work. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that was good. Calmed me down. The spotting never came back, and it was literally just those few spots. So I don't know if it was, like, what it was. But anyway, everything seemed fine, and then we got our ultrasound last week last monday mm-hmm. and it showed that the baby was just about seven weeks had a heartbeat and everything looked awesome it's an awesome prawn checked for twins there's only one so that's good although i can't remember who i was talking to they're like oh they could be hiding i was like no no there's no nowhere to hide no so all is well and we've changed our motto from babies are more common to miscarriages to all signs point to baby did you just come up with that? I did. You're Aren't I so clever? fucking brilliant. I know. This baby doesn't even know how smart its mom is. Yeah. And I'm starting to have a fuck ton more symptoms and I want to kill people. <laughs> and I got this phone call at work. 
or no, I didn't get a phone call at work. I was making a phone call and I was like, hi, this person answered. Hi, is um, Stephanie there? No. Okay, do you know when she's gonna be home? No. Okay, um, is this her cell phone number? No, this is the wrong number. And I immediately wanted to be like my instinct. I was like, wanted to be like, fuck you. Why would you have this conversation with me? And be like, no, why not just say, I think you have the wrong number from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Not just be like, no. I mean, that's like to a regular, like to like a normie like me who isn't pregnant. That's like a, that's not a big deal. No. I feel okay in the morning. I don't feel, I don't have morning sickness or anything. And then usually a few hours after I wake up and get going, I just feel super tired and horrible, basically. Just like <laughs> car sick and just bleh. And I just want to like lie down and I can't function. And then I feel like super, super gross. And that's when I need to eat, but I don't feel like eating. But I know that eating will make me feel better. But I there's no food that really is appetizing to me at this point so it's like so fucking hard that's the hardest thing right now is just eating Mm -hmm. i'm always chastising her being like what what did you eat today why didn't you eat your salad you know because it's hard like it's hard for her at work to eat because she's she does a lot of appointments so she's always driving and it's really tough when you're on the road to eat and i totally empathize with that but i'm like you know it's not okay to like just skip meals you have to eat regularly because that will help you feel less exhausted and less nauseous i feel bad being like you should be eating why are you eating and i i made the mistake of saying like you're starving the baby don't starve our baby then she was like i feel like a day or two later was like you know i'm not actually starving the baby because everything goes to the baby first i'm more so starving myself i was like yeah no i'm not i'm not blaming you but it's just really important for you as well because you feel better if you eat more you should have a bit more energy if you're eating enough. And I just want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself as well as you can. I don't think that's true. I don't think I would have more energy if I was eating enough. I think I would be fucking tired as shit no matter what. Probably, but if, you, if you're not eating enough on top of like... Because your, your me- me- metabolism has gone... Has increased by 10 to 25%. Eating is just difficult right now. I'm trying. I think I'm doing okay though. You are. You're doing you're doing as well as you can. There was one day that was really like just sort of like, well, what else can you do? I we've been talking about having a coworker of mine always eats pierogies with poached eggs in the morning, and that sounds so good to me <laughs> and to and, me and to you. So, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to make the pierogies and poached. Although I can't poach an egg right now at this point in my life, so it was just sunny side up eggs. Anyway, <laughs> so I make this big huge breakfast, lots of vegetables and fruit and the pierogies and it was like a feast and then literally like the minute we sit down and just like i'm not hungry anymore <laughs> i was like fuck okay i was like are you sure like you sure you don't want to eat it because it's really good she was like no i'm just not hungry like had like what two pierogies and that was it yeah my cravings have been fucked like i will want something for literally like five seconds and then i won't want it anymore i'll be like oh i really want bread with jam nope no i don't that's gross ew oh i feel nauseous now <gasps> no i actually i really want sushi mm, no 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 don't want sushi disgusting it's so frustrating because i can never figure out what i want 
And then on top of all of this, I have a fucking cold, which is making me want to like rip out my sinuses and eyeballs. So Angie's a real treat to be around these days. Um, And a lot of the time she is apologizing for being so tired. And I've told her like a thousand times that I don't care that she's doing the part that I can't do, which is the actual like growing of the human. And she needs to chill out because if, if all that means is that I have to do some extra dishes and cooking, I don't care. Yeah, I just feel... I mostly feel bad because I'm not doing any sort of like exercise really. Which we've also talked about and I keep telling her like you have no energy. So trying to exercise is not the biggest priority right now. The biggest priority is to just take as much time to rest and do what your body is needing, which is sleep. Yeah. There's time for exercise. Everyone says the second trimester gets better. So just chill out. Can't wait for that. And also you don't really exercise that often I still did it a couple times a week. Yeah. Now it's nothing. Yeah. It's absolutely nothing. So. No, we walked to and from the restaurant last night. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some small increments in there. So yeah, that to, sucked. Like, we went to this fancy restaurant ugh. and I couldn't eat. Like I, when the food finally came, I was like, I don't fucking want any of this. This fancy steak and lobster and all this stuff. And I didn't enjoy it kind of just ate it because i had to and i wanted to leave immediately yeah so let's not try and do anything fancy no well that was over i know that was we only did that because it was dine out vancouver so it's like where if you're not from here or you don't know what that is i think they do it in other places but it's sort of just like a hey there's a lull in in going to restaurants in january it's usually slow so let's make it really cheap and accessible for people so like a high-end restaurant it was like 40 dollars for like a three-course meal yeah <clears throat> and it was it was it wasn't the worst <laughs> no it was good but it wasn't as like impressive as i remember it they being. were really busy so i think they forgot to season our food so everything was really bland yeah it wasn't sort of this magical night our server just seemed really stressed which as somebody who used to serve i felt so empathetic towards but i'm also like fuck man this is like my one fancy dinner out like probably this year And it was sort of a disappointment. I mean, it was not something we had to pay for. We had money from my mom for Christmas. She said that, like, unequivocally, this is for a dinner out because we'd been on such a tight budget and she didn't want us to put it towards debt. She wanted us to treat ourselves, which I so appreciated. Um, So thanks, mom, if you're listening. Yeah. Another thing that I did that helped my mind frame in terms of, like, being stressed and thinking about miscarriages was leaving my baby group. Yeah. Because that was, like, fucking with my head. When, when, like, most of us were around, like, four or five weeks, these women were, like, posting baby bump pictures. And it's, like, you don't have a fucking baby bump. And, like, talking about, I'm so nauseous, oh, my God, and I'm so tired, and meh, meh, meh. And I wasn't feeling any of that. And so that was, like, feeding into my, oh, my God, there must be something wrong. And then they started, some of them started talking about how they could feel the baby. Which is completely impossible. It's the size of a fucking sesame seed. You're not going to feel that shit. And then a bunch of women being like, you go, girl, feel that baby. What a nice, like, thing, connection for you, mama. And all this shit. And I was finally like, fuck this. These people are crazy. I'm leaving now. Fuck all of you. We talked about it, actually. And I was like, why don't you leave the group? It sounds like it's, like, not helping. And you were like... Yeah, it was like, it was like this, like, oh, fuck, like, I can do that. 
it's yeah. like, yeah, just... And then I was talking about it with one of my friends, and she was like, it's kind of the equivalent of how when you give, like, a 12 or a 13-year-old, like, a near beer that has, like, barely any alcohol in it, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. That's what those women were like. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so pregnant. I could feel the baby, and I'm already showing, and I'm nauseous. And it's like, no, you're not. You're just, like, pretending because you really want to have all those feelings. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for attention or something. I don't know. Also, like, I feel like people join those groups because maybe they don't have any friends who are going through the pregnancy thing well, right now. Well, some of the women and... in those groups hadn't even told their husbands. They're like, I'm not going to tell him till this day. Or I'm not going to. I had a miscarriage before. And so I don't want to, like, let my hubby down. So I'm keeping it to myself. It's like, what? That's so weird to me. If you didn't tell me something like that, I mean, obviously, it'd be really hard for you to hide it from me because we're <laughs> going through all this fertility stuff. So I'd be like, um, so we're pregnant or not? Like, But I feel like that would be the same with any couple who's trying to get pregnant, that you're like doing it together. So you're like, you know, somebody's going to get the test. And like, I don't know, it just would be so weird to me if it was like something that you did and like I didn't know about and then you told me later yeah I don't know weird and wouldn't you know like wouldn't you just know if your spouse was pregnant because they'd be eating and behaving differently I don't know it doesn't sound like these relationships were super close so maybe they're just oblivious you know what I mean like if you're at the point when you're pregnant and you're not telling your husband Mm -hmm. or your partner I just don't I think I just it's I find it so weird because I don't relate to the like not experiencing it together thing do you know what i mean like i would have a really hard time not sharing some part of any experience in my life with you and i don't know i don't feel like we're exceptionally close compared to like most couples but maybe we are i don't know i don't know i can't say because i've never been in a like long-term relationship with a guy so i can't say if it's different this is a really fun experience and just stopping like every three minutes to like sniffle and snort and cough and snot all over the place. Yeah. You're such a hot mess right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it feels more like because I know I know now that we're at eight weeks, which we are eight weeks pregnant. Yes. Um, the chances of miscarriage go down to like two percent, which is a really nice number. It's something I feel really comfortable with. What percentage are the chances that our baby will be born with a tail? I don't think there's a really high percentage, and you're not going to get it, okay? She wants the baby to have a tail. I'm just saying, <laughs> if it happens to have a tail, I'm not going to get it removed. Yeah, well, I'll that do That kid it. is going to own that tail. There's something that I will do without you. <laughs> you can't do that. You need my... Wouldn't you need my, like, permission? No, I'm the parent. Okay, no, man. You cut a hole in their pants, no. and you bedazzle that shit. No. I wonder if human tails wag. Our kid is going to listen to this one day and be like, what the hell, mom? That's weird. Yeah, and if he or she has a tail, they're going to be like, I love you. You always accept me for who I am. No, our kid is not going to have a tail. I really want to know, though. What are the chances? It's like the kid with two moms and a tail? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can write a book. make you so happy? This might be the most I've seen you laugh and smile in, like, weeks. <laughs> two moms and a tail. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. Yeah, a kid's book for all those kids out there with tails. Okay, <laughs> there has to be. I'm going to Google this. Oh, God. Born with a tail. No. Do don't they even, wag? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking weird. 
Um, oh, but you know what? I'll take you being excited about a tail over shutting off any day because that was terrifying. I was so, I didn't know what to do. She was like completely shut down. I couldn't say anything or do anything to help her make it better. So I'm so appreciative to be where we are now. I know. I know everyone thinks like, oh, you have to be done the first trimester before you can like tell anybody before anything's like certain. Nothing's ever certain with a pregnancy. You have no guarantees. And I think we have like a very healthy attitude about that. But a lot of the risk has gone down now. And I feel like we both kind of are like making like I'm doing things to try and switch a bunch of shifts at work so that I have time off when the baby comes. One of my coworkers was asking me like, oh, do you get like paternity leave? I guess not. Right. And I was like, it's called parental leave. Yeah, I know. And I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm entitled to a few days as the other parent, but I have to check with HR and see what the like entitlements are. But I thought the way that it works is if I take shorter maternity leave, then you can take parental leave. No, but there's something for, you know, typically for the dad, they get like a day or two of entitlement, just like for when the baby's born. Oh. Um, so I just have to figure out how that works. We're doing things because we're like, okay, this is happening. We're just acting like it's gonna stick yes which is nice yeah it's a nice shift it feels like i don't know it feels good yeah things feel more real i was having some weird thoughts and i was debating about whether or not to talk about them on the podcast when do you not have weird thoughts though (laughs) like in life you have weird thoughts you have weird fucking dreams yeah this was a while ago i think when i was still kind of like struggling or whatever and i don't know if it's like the hormones or whatever but I just for like a full day and then it left and I haven't had it since I was just I kept thinking like I don't know my baby like I don't know it I don't know (laughs) the person that it like half of it comes from and I was just having this weird kind of like disconnection Mm. from the fact that like I don't know half of this kid and that's kind of really bizarre to be in this situation to be like pregnant with someone's DNA whom I've never met, I've never had a conversation with, mm-hmm. we are going to be mixing our genes and there's going to be like certain aspects about the kid that I'm not going to be able to place. Yeah. That I neither of us are going to be able to place. Yeah, I think that's a really unique feeling. Well, you're not unique in the world, but unique in pregnancy, I guess. Yeah, because I'm not like, oh, me and my partner. It's like me and a stranger which is kind of like bizarre. And I'm hoping that that doesn't like come in to effect or become some something once the baby's born. Some sort of weird postpartum depression where I'm like, I don't know you or something. <laughs> well, let's not jump to any conclusions because we don't know, but that's a weird thought. But I mean, I don't think that's like totally crazy to think. No, I don't think it's crazy, but it's, I don't know. I can't, that's something that I can't really like talk about with my friends because they're all with the people that they're having children with mm-hmm. I know I do get, I sometimes get a little sad because I'm like I'm not like genetically I'm not a part of this equation but it doesn't really actually make me feel any different about the baby <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm sure that once it comes it's not going to be an issue but it was just weird to have that day where I was like it felt like I was I like I didn't trust what was inside my body like I don't know. Like it was like an infiltrator? <laughs> kind of. Like it was, I could think about, okay, me as a child, 
me as a baby I could think about you as a baby and be like oh maybe it'll have like this personality or that and there's part of it I just can't think about like okay I can think about the donor's essay and be like okay maybe it'll like baseball that's like kind of as far as it goes it's just like a weird thing yeah it's it's I don't think it's just different you know it's just different than like the conventional sort of experience and that's another part of this sharing that's cool because so many of us are going through the same kind of thing that a lot of our friends and a lot of our family don't really get they can't can't relate to because they don't know what that what it's like to have a baby that's not their partners yeah but i am i i mean i i have nothing to compare it to obviously because i've never been pregnant myself but i am so excited about this baby it feels like my baby yeah i sometimes forget that like oh there's not any part of me in there (laughs) you know yeah and I was thinking that too like I kept forgetting also but then there was just that one day Mm. anyway Mm. if anyone else has experienced that I'd be interested to know that I'm not like an evil (laughs) mother who's like I don't know you baby yeah I don't I mean I'm sure other people have had that thought I don't think you're that unique you're not special okay (laughs) you're not special (laughs) I'm very happy that I'm pregnant and I'm I'm not. You don't seem all that happy <laughs> on a regular basis, but well, I know to you feel are. Feel happy when you're like feeling sick. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, this is what happens when you ask for the uh, the symptoms; they come, <laughs> or they're still, just, or they're just going to come anyway, and it has nothing to do with you asking for them. I still don't think they're as bad as other people can get, but. No, you've been pretty lucky. I mean, honestly, they you haven't thrown up once. No. I've just felt like it a couple times, and then mm-hmm. I just feel generally like bleh yeah. every day for a certain period of time mm-hmm. with, like, headaches and stuff. I saw a thing where um, they – I don't know who does it. Some company. <laughs> you said that with such disdain. Some company. Yeah, some fucking company <laughs> will take your ultrasound, your, like, 22-week ultrasound or whatever, and then 3D print, like, a plastic baby – Ew. Of your baby. Ew. Isn't that fucking weird? I don't... A, I don't think a 3D ultrasound is necessary. This isn't a 3D ultrasound. This I is know. a 3D I know. sculpture. Printed, printed baby. That's really fucking weird, but I think the whole idea of like seeing your baby's face before they come out is weird. Because they don't look like... They don't... I don't know. I just don't... I don't know. There's something about it that really, like, weirds me out. I don't want to do it. And I'm not judging anyone else that does. I just don't get it. I also don't feel like it's necessary. No. The the original use of the 3D printing the baby was for blind people, which I can, like, understand. Mm. But then... That's cool. Of course, like, everything. Then just everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. And you can just, like, buy your 3D... Like, can't you just wait... No. Wait, you're going to have the real thing. And then what are you going to do? Keep this like weird sculpture of your baby when they were like 22 weeks in your uterus? Why? It's like... People do weird shit. People do do weird shit. It's true. People do weird yeah. shit. And like keeping... I and know who knows? Do this. Maybe we're going to be like totally crazed and like get into like all of that weird shit and want like the 3D. I'll just, I can't. It's hard for me to imagine, but I don't know. No, it's probably super expensive. Yeah, the next thing we actually need to make decisions about is uh, genetic testing. 
Yeah, which I want to talk about with the midwife at our next appointment because I'm like well, so we, confused. We have. I didn't to talk realize about there it. were so many options. Yeah, I thought you just like chose to do it or you didn't. Well, it depends on where you are. Like we've talked about this with with friends, and like one of our friends had her baby in Ontario, and it's totally different there. They just like it's just something you do. So the tests that we have to decide between are NIPT, which is non-invasive prenatal test, is like a something you have to pay for privately here so it costs about five hundred dollars and then the funded option is sips which is i can't remember what that stands for but it's sort of more basic screening and i think i think the best course of action would be to do sips because it's covered and then if you get a positive it's sucky because there's like a pretty i think it's like a 10 percent chance of a false positive which is sucky because then it's going to give you a reason to be concerned but if you get a positive, then they'll cover the non-invasive prenatal test. And then you'll have more definitive answers. And then you can get like genetic counseling to f- sort of figure out if you get if you get a positive or if you get like a confirmed something, um, then you get to talk about what the next step is. But I don't see the need to like go all in and do all the t- screening. Like I, I feel like we should just assume that everything's fine and just go as low kind of as low barrier yeah slow i'm more of the mind that we should just do the nipped right off the bat yeah i know you are to avoid the like false positive stress yeah but even if you do nipped you could still get a positive and you still will have to wait to do like an amniocentesis or a chorionic villi um test so i i don't i think the stress is going to be there no matter what but then it's also it's like faster it's faster, yeah, but it's it's Which, money. It's five hundred bucks. Like, yeah, but if you're talking about the time between, like, like say we there was something really wrong, I would rather deal with the situation sooner rather than later. It's not necessarily going to give you that much more time, though. It really doesn't. Well, if you had to wait to do, if you do the sips and then you have to wait to do the nipped, and then you have to wait to meet the genetic counselor, you're cutting out the first. Step. No, but because you can only do some of the tests at certain weeks, so like you can't just do an amniocentesis whenever you want you have to wait until like i think it said i could be wrong but i think it said 14 weeks so you're gonna have to wait no matter what i think i think and it's also like it's like a slippery slope thing right where it's like you could go and do all the testing that's available to you pay for all of it but it's not going to change what's happening you know it's the same as the miscarriage thing if it's going to happen it's going to happen when you find out isn't going to change that much. It does seem like, oh, it'd be easier to deal with earlier, but a couple of weeks doesn't make that big of a difference. And if a couple of weeks is going to save us $500, to me, that's a bigger, like, win. And I think the, like, emotional aspect of it is is better to sort of just assume everything's fine, do the minimal testing. You're not high risk in any way, so there's no real reason. Like, if, if you're, like, much older or had any kind of risk factors that would be a different thing but there's no reason to believe there's anything wrong and I think that's the best mindset to be in and I don't know that that's necessarily your like default mindset no I don't think that anything's wrong I'm just thinking like I'm just trying to rule out yeah but you just worst case scenario I suppose but you can't right no but if we get a positive with the nipped then it's for sure, you know, something's wrong. No, you get a positive no, with the sips. No, that's not how it works. I thought you said that the there's no rate of false positives with the nip. No, there's. I never said that. There still is. And you still, if you get a positive with nip, you still need to do some more um, diagnostic tests. 
which will still likely be it's it just seems to me like from what i've read that it's kind of the same process it's just you're adding one more step and i don't think that one more step is that big of a deal and and our friends agree that that's what you should do and our friends know you <laughs> and your anxiety level so i i feel like it's probably a smarter choice to just do the like low risk you know less invasive sort of method yeah okay we didn't talk about how it felt to hear the baby's heartbeat how did you feel well it i it it wasn't really the experience i was hoping it would be it was kind of rushed yeah it felt very like business as usual and i was like but you know like this is not business as usual for us this is the first time we've ever been pregnant and it i would would have liked like he basically was just like oh yeah there's a heartbeat we'll come back to that and like was like looking at her ovaries i'm like fine whatever obviously you have to do that but why did you have to do it like that you know and then he was like yep there's a heartbeat it's all fine everything looks good blah blah blah. we're done and i was like but i i i want to look at could i have had like a minute to like let that soak in that i'm hearing my baby's heartbeat for the first time i know it's not like i don't know it's a funny thing because i feel like in my head i'm like what why is that a big deal you know it's in there but it it is somehow it just like means more it's like a confirmation that like this thing that you're excited about is like really really real yeah and then he was like i'll print you off some pictures and the pictures he gave us like weren't great i mean they're not great to begin with because you're looking at like but it's just black and white smudges it's blurry one of the ones he gave us was significantly blurry and it was like you could have taken a little bit more time to yeah but that's like honestly i swear it's the comparison between the way you get treated at a fertility clinic where you're paying out of pocket thousands of dollars versus the way you get treated in a midwife's office that doesn't cost you anything outside of like your provincial health care costs is like night and day it's just it drives me nuts i don't i i am grateful to the clinic for getting us pregnant but i don't like the way that they treat patients yeah like when i was having the spotting and we needed to contact the midwife she was on it she's like have you gotten this test and this and do you know this about yourself and i was like no i think pcrm has that information she's like okay i'm gonna call them and just you know hopped on and made sure that everything that she had all the information that she needed and she was like texting me and it was like 10 minutes from the time i called her until i had like the requisition Mm -hmm. she figured out if it was like this blood thing which i don't fully understand but she rolled it out that thing is is if the baby has a different blood type than the mother there is sort of a chance that your body could reject it because there's like a foreign like foreign blood in your system basically and there's something there's like antibodies they can give you for that but if they don't know that it's hard they had to she had to rule it out and we had never heard anybody say anything about that at the clinic. Yeah, so they're like, like, do you oh. know your blood type? And I was like, no. So she needed to call the clinic about that. Anyway, yeah, it is quite different. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was nice, but it was just kind of like, yeah, there it is. Okay. Oh, good heartbeat. About seven weeks. But our family's really excited. And we basically only ever talk about how Angie's feeling and doing. Everybody wants to know. And I'm like, fuck that bitch. Who cares about her? Really? Because I think you talk more about how I am than I talk about me. No, of course not. And just like already, it's like already happening that thing that everyone talks about where they're like, oh yeah, like you get pregnant and nobody asks about you anymore. You're like no longer a factor, which is fine because it's really all I think about and all I want to talk about is is Ange and the pregnancy and the baby and what our life is going to look like and what things we need to do and what things we want to know. And Something interesting, Jackie's been reading this book called Up the Duff. 
mm-hmm. which is an Australian book about pregnancy and stuff. Mm-hmm. What have you learned from that book? Lots of things. Yeah? Yeah. Pass it on to our listeners. Well, I've learned that there are a lot of things to be worried about in terms of food. <laughs> there are lots and lots of foods that can cause illnesses that are harmful to the baby. So anytime Angela's going to eat anything, I'm like, let me look that up first. Um, but I found it was funny because we were like pr- making food for we we're just trying to be on top of life and like making food so that there was stuff that's easy for Ange to grab. And I feel like we've spent so much money as a gr- on groceries just to like try and accommodate all of that. But we were making this like huge thing of tabbouleh, which we make pretty regularly, which is like very heavily, you know, it's it's a lot of parsley. And I was reading this book and it was talking about aromatherapy and things you had to avoid in aromatherapy. And one of the things was parsley oil. And I was like, oh, I wonder, okay, well, that's, I mean, that's aromatherapy. And usually you're dealing with like a way higher concentration of something than you would if you're eating it. But in fact, large quantities of parsley, if you consume it, can cause miscarriage. How large though? It doesn't say. So I, that's the thing where it was like, one of our friends was like, oh, I'm sure there's not enough in there. And I was like, but I don't know. So our like, I feel like our our approach is like, if there's a risk, why bother? You know, because if you yeah, do I don't miscarry, need parsley that badly. No, and like if you do miscarry, you don't want to look back and think like, oh, what if I if I just not had that huge bowl of tabbouleh? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's worth the risk, you know? Yeah, and I was gonna eat green tea ice cream the other night, and then I googled it, and apparently green tea can cause neural neural tube defects, and then a bunch of people were like saying. I lived in Japan and I drank green tea every day. My baby's fine. I was like, I don't know. I'm just not going to. Yeah. So the food thing has been fun. But like even um, stuff as simple as like lunch meat, like deli meats. Which I eat all the fucking time. And so it's so annoying. Yeah. But they have some deli meats. But they have a really high risk of listeria. And it was funny because I was at like I was at my grandma's for lunch and I was talking about this with my sister. And she was like, God, like it seems like there's so many like. I think what she said was, God, I wouldn't want to have to do it like you guys with all the like calculations and stuff. And I, I didn't really know what to say to that because I was like, I, I, it, it's a weird comparison because she's straight. So <laughs> she wouldn't have to do it like that. And she hasn't done it like that. But beyond the like calculation part of it, I feel like this is pretty like regular to be concerned about what you're consuming. And because I have time and I'm like interested, I'm like doing research. Um, and also, Angie's like way too tired to read, so I have to do it for both of us, which is fair because, as we've talked about, she did most a lot. I don't know about most, but a lot of the research um, with all the fertility stuff. So I guess I'm like you're like passing the baton to me because every time you lay down and like try and read, you just fall asleep. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate it so much. I like that I can just say to you, "Did you read anything about?" blah 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 and you can tell me yes or no and we have a bunch of books that i'm like slowly trying to make my way through but the the up to the duff book is really great it's really highly recommended um by our doula and uh it's it's been really well researched it's a really great book and i really like the fact that it has some like the the woman who wrote it is hilarious and she she there's like it's done by week so you can kind of just read it as you go which i really like it doesn't feel like this huge like I don't feel like I need to know anything about, you know, like week 28 right now. You know, like, why would I get ahead of myself? So it's really nice to kind of pace it that way. And it's got a lot of really good inform- information. There's some stuff that's kind of irrelevant to me because I don't live in Australia. There's stuff that's like sort of more locally relevant. But 
the basic information there is really good and she's hilarious and I really appreciate the humor because I feel like when people talk about pregnancy and birth it's so fucking touchy-feely it makes me want to barf sometimes yeah if you want a good laugh look up pregnant women are smug by garfunkel and oats that is so what we're trying to not be yeah. <laughs> and it's like i i mean everybody can experience it the way they need to and i understand that that's different for everybody but for us like we're snarky bitches and like i need a snarky <laughs> bitch book and that's what this is i really really like it but it's super informative and i've really enjoyed like being the informed one because I feel like I can't help. There's, I, I feel helpless with a lot of stuff. I can't do anything about how she feels. I can't help with how tired she is. I can't help grow the baby. All I can do is like be the support staff. So I'm like doing more cooking and cleaning than normal. And I'm doing the like reading part of it and like trying to m- make sure that she's eating healthy. And I don't know. I hope I'm doing enough. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> um, we also went to counseling, which was really nice. Um, because I think we've we've gone to counseling before and I think it's a really healthy thing for every couple, honestly. I really, really, really highly recommend going to counseling because even if you don't think that there's like a big thing to work on, there's always something. It's an investment in your relationship. Yeah, and I, I, I know a lot of people I've spoken to will say like, oh, it's so expensive. I'm like, yeah, but is it more expensive than your happiness? Because that's honestly what it can can help with. Um, but we we just kind of wanted to go have like a check-in with our counselor and be like hey like there's a couple of things that have kind of come up sort of surrounding Angie's mom and how to manage boundaries and maintain sort of healthy levels of stress for Angie during pregnancy and stuff like that so it was really helpful in um that discussion because it's kind of a loaded discussion for us just due to the nature of like how volatile her mom can be and how how much or how little that is able to impact Angie. but I've been really impressed because she sort of just shut it off like anything to do with her mom she's just like nope not dealing with it can't deal with this I'm pregnant not getting upset like totally have like walled it off which I think is really great um but I had some anxiety about it so that was really awesome I feel like we're just doing everything we can right now to make sure that we're staying supportive and healthy and like communicating well I'm just like really proud of us. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> um, no, it's just, it's nice. It's nice that we're not like, like, I'm not going to lie. I feel a little like, what's the word? It's not lonely, but I just feel like I'm not as much of a priority, which is fine. I'm not like resentful of that, but it's just a shift, right? It's a shift that like, you don't have any energy to just like do regular things. So of course you're not going to be like, I don't know, like doting on me the way you do sometimes and. I kind of miss some of our connection. Yeah. Um, but I know that that's temporary. And obviously everything is going to change. So it's I, I should probably get used to it because <laughs> my needs will be last in the hierarchy. And that's okay. Like, I'm, well, actually, the cat's needs come last. Ew. <laughs> so far, I feel like we're still doing pretty well and we're enjoying this a bit now, which is nice. Yeah. Um, And I just, I can't wait. I Like, I can't, I get, like, so, like, filled up with happiness when I think about, like, you showing and your belly getting big and feeling the baby kick and meeting the baby and just all that stuff. I'm not even worried about, like, childbirth at the moment. Really? No. I'm not really thinking about it. And I, when I do think about it, I just sort of think about it in a way where 
I think my your body just sort of like takes over and you just like go with it. You know what I mean? I think it's one of those things where it's like I think it's totally normal to be terrified about it because it's it's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> you know, like it just is and it's stressful and it's scary and it's new. But I think it's kind of like there's just no point in thinking about it because it has to happen. You know, the baby has to come out somehow. So we'll just kind of, it's sort of like I cross that bridge when we get to it, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, but we're still sort of struggling with the like, okay, when when do we like go public? You On know, Facebook? Quotey fa- yeah, like, and I there's... I think after 12 weeks. But why? Like, what are we waiting for? I don't know. I feel like we're... Oh, you know what? Like, my work. I don't want to tell work before. Although I'm, the people that I'm friends with on Facebook from work already know. So. Well, and honestly, what difference does it make? Because it's not, they're not going to, they can't change anything. They can't do anything to you. Like legally, you you have yeah. a job. It's your job. They can't take it away from you. They can't fire you. Yeah. So. I don't know. Do you want to go today? Go public today? Push the button? Kapow! No. No? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's some with my friends that I haven't told, and I'm like, I feel like I should tell them personally. And then now, because, like, because sort of everything got away from us, we kind of didn't think about how we wanted to tell people, and we were just, like, texting people and stuff. And I'm like, that's shitty. That's not how I want to tell people. I want to be able to, like, get excited with the people I'm telling and, like, have a hug and, like, have a moment. So then there's people that I haven't told just because I haven't seen them. You know, and it's, like, kind of weird and silly, but I don't know. Maybe I should just get over it and just, like... Okay, but, like, how many times have people told you personally that they're pregnant of your friends? I don't know. I think... I can't really remember. (laughs) I can only think of, like, of your friends. I can only think of one. Yeah, maybe. Everyone else we've found out through social media. Yeah. So I don't think that that's, like, necessarily an expectation of theirs, if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, I guess so. I it's, maybe it's more for myself <laughs> that I'm like, I want to be happy with people. I don't know. It's probably silly. Hmm. Anyway, uh, do you want to read an email that we got from a listener that's awesome? Sure. It says, hey, baby mamas. I really, really love the podcast. I've been listening since the beginning when I stumbled across a mention on Reddit. I've been rooting for positive results. And when last episode came out, I was so happy for y'all. Ooh, y'all. I wonder where they're from. (laughs) This podcast has been important for my wife and I. We moved to a remote rural town in North Dakota last summer for her job. We're the only gay people in town, and we have just started trying for our baby. Today, I got all those wonderful OPK strips in the mail. Ha! We're excited to start this process, and it's been great to be able to learn from the experiences you've shared. Your podcast gives us a sense of community where ours is lacking, so thanks for being brave and allowing others to share in your family's journey. And, you know, I also have a bipolar polar mom that we have to worry about. And on top of trying to keep my mental health in check, I understand. And it's not easy. Much props and wishing for positive vibes in the months to come. Yeah. Baby mama bumps to you guys. That must be an interesting situation to be the only gay people in a town. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I know. I, that instantly made me think of that. Is it the bare naked ladies? The only gay Eskimo <laughs> in my tribe. <laughs> it's like, that would be really tough. I think that's, 
why I really like living in Vancouver so yeah. much. You guys are brave because it's it's not something I'm that I think I'm way too scared. I yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I like it's not that I don't trust that people are open, but just not to feel like you're among people who are like you would be strange. It would be really hard, I think. So um, we're thinking about you and sending you guys positive ga- vibes and hopefully... Hopefully everything goes positively for you in terms of getting connected with like a good understanding clinic that isn't going to be like, what? How do you want to have a baby? But you have two vaginas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully you get some really good reactions and... Stuff. Lots of helpful um, healthcare professionals. Yeah, for sure. Because that can really make a huge difference in your experience. Yeah, because if you're stressed out and you feel awkward... People are like doing things between your legs. You don't want to feel like additionally awkward because you know they're a homophobe. Yeah. Ugh. If we could just like all stop being homophobic, that'd be really awesome. Or we all get together and live in a commune. Yeah. <laughs> Our dream of a lesbian commune. Actually, it doesn't have to be lesbian, but like mostly women would be fine. <laughs> no <laughs> offense, dudes. There's some cool guys I want to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, some. But I'm not going to say like the vast majority of guys are like the kind of people I want to hang out with. Yeah, anyway. Wow, I'm not a man-hater. That sounded really, like, male-negative. It did. You are. Sorry. I'm not! Our baby's gonna listen to this, and if it's a boy, it's gonna be like, my mom hates men. Oh my god, I don't hate men. I just don't like the general masculinity, macho You don't like crap. some types of men, just like there's some types of women you yeah. don't like. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's probably so a nice So it's not necessarily that. that they're men, it's just that they're people that you don't like. Yeah, but it's like the social construct of maleness and like manhood and what that means that I don't really like. So it's not personal. Anyways, we digress. (laughs) Um, We also, we need to buy some sperm. Yeah. So this like whole fertility expensive thing is not over because we want this baby to have a sibling and I would like to have enough sperm to make sure that happens. However, we're not, you know, liquid enough to be able to be like, buy 10 vials. (laughs) I want to buy all the sperm. So what we're going to do is just buy two more so that we have three. That feels like, I mean, hopefully it's enough. But if it's not, I don't really know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out when the time comes. Yeah. So that's the next purchase. And I think actually we should do that today. Really? Yeah. Okay. We have enough. Let's go do it. Let's buy some DNA, baby. Yeah. Hopefully Sorry there, for the wait. Hopefully there won't be as long of a wait between episodes. I actually have studio time booked for next week, so Ooh. there shouldn't be. If you're mad at us, we're sorry, but, you know, Angie's just tired. We were supposed to record yesterday, but I just, like, couldn't. I yeah. couldn't function. I know. I was like, if, I, if like, we forced ourselves to, it would be so boring, because she'd just be like, hi, <laughs> I'm pregnant, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, so... All right. Peace out from the baby mamas. Do the podcast at all. <laughs> the baby mamas podcast. Thanks for listening to the baby mamas podcast. Make sure to like them on Facebook and give them a great review on iTunes. Have a good day.